like to introduce you to someone and also ask for a new 9-volt battery. So while we were waiting, this is Pastor Miguel. He is the pastor at our sister church in Camajuani, Cuba. Thank you, Troy. Um, can you say Camajuani? Yes, muy bien. Um, ¿Cuál lado quieres estar? Okay. Oh, that's very kind of you, because I was going to say things about him that he couldn't understand. That's what I came to. So far, so good. He hasn't said anything bad about you. You know, one of the great blessings of my life in ministry is this relationship that we have developed with our sister church in central Cuba. And, I, you know, I tell people I love to go there because it's, it's an opportunity to experience Christ in a different way. Um, there's something about Christianity that is under the pressure of persecution that gives the faith in that community a, a palpability, a reality. A, it's, you can feel it when you worship with these people. And so I, I consider it a blessing to bring to you every once in a while a real pastor who can really preach. I feel like you deserve this as a member of the church. Every once in a while, a decent sermon, right? And uh, that, that, that the church deserves a decent sermon every once in a while. <laughs> no, no hay presión aquí. No pressure, no pressure. So, you know, I think, ¿por cuántos años hemos conocido? Desde el 2004, ¿no? So we've known each other for coming up on 10 years. It'll be 10 years in June. And, uh, you know, the, the sense of connection, the sense of friendship that has developed between us and our churches, um, it's a blessing. And so I just want to introduce you to Pastor Miguel and just commend him to you as the real deal and enjoy. ¿Tú empiezas con oración? ¿Está bien? Tú y yo. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of your word. And we pray that as we come before you, in your word this morning, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and open our hearts to what you would have to say to us through your word. Use Pastor Miguel to speak your word to us, and Lord, may we leave here changed as a result of having met you through your word this morning. We lift up uh, your church here at Hope and around the world, and we just pray your blessing over your people. We think especially this morning of our sister church in Camajuani, Cuba. And we pray your blessing over them as their pastor is away. We ask that you would strengthen them and raise up in their midst the leaders that they need to accommodate the incredible growth with which you are blessing their church. We just pray for Pastor Miguel's family, for Tatiana, Miguel, uh, 
Miguelito and Elisa and just pray your blessing over them. And we thank you for this opportunity to sit before your word under Pastor Miguel. Open our hearts to what you would say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bueno, para mí otra vez es un gusto estar entre ustedes esta mañana. For me, it's a pleasure to be among you again. It's a blessing. Y la iglesia de Camajuaní piensa también que Tomás es el mejor pastor. Oh, and his church in Camajuaní actually thinks Tomás is the real deal, is the best pastor there is. Ustedes no me conocen a mí y Camajuaní no conoce a Tomás. You guys don't really know me and Camajuaní doesn't really know Tom, so that's... Somos dos hombres bañados por la gracia de Dios. We are both just two guys based by the, in the grace of God. Muy necesitados de Dios. In great need of God. That's all. Por eso esta mañana lo que voy a compartir ha tenido que pasar mucho por mi vida también. So what I'm sharing, because of that, what I'm sharing this morning with you is just reality in my life, things that have, have taken place in my life. Y el pastor ha estado compartiendo, creo, un tema que dice las preguntas que... No queremos escuchar de los no creyentes. So he hears that Tom has been sharing a series on questions that Christians wish they would never be asked. Bueno, y sin saber mi tema, tiene que ver cuando los no creyentes piensan cómo reaccionan los cristianos cuando les sucede algo grande. And unknown to him, his, th his uh, subject today is actually what non-Christians think or wonder a Christian respond, how does a Christian respond to suffering and that question, what, what do we do when things don't go well in our lives? Los no creyentes quieren saber qué hacemos nosotros cuando nos pasa algo muy fuerte en nuestra vida. The non-Christians, non-believers want to know how do we respond to trial, to suffering when things don't go our way. Y lo queremos ver a través del Salmo 39. So he's going to, he's going to develop that and it's not just this is not something light it's, it's deep this is not about your car not working or have a headache this is a little deeper it's, it's, it's what David was experiencing and it was not light había pasado muchas cosas en su familia Many horrible things have happened in his family. Yeah, they had um, uh, raped one of his daughters. They had, uh, his uh, firstborn had been killed. And that one, the, the guy that had killed his firstborn wanted to take over his throne. Entonces David escribe el Salmo 39 basado en la experiencia cuando Absalón quería usurpar el trono. So he, David is writing this psalm, Psalm 39, in the context of his firstborn trying to take over his own throne, de dethroning him. I mean, like family turmoil, big time. Ahí, por ahí vamos a estar trabajando. So he's going to work his way through Psalm 39. So, but before getting to David, he wants to ask a question to each of us. ¿Qué hacemos nosotros? ¿A qué lugar vamos? Cuando algo gordo nos pasa en la vida. What do we do? Where do we go when something major happens in our life and something very negative takes place in our life? La pérdida de un ser querido, un accidente, 
the loss of a, a loved one, a horrible accident, where do we go? To whom do we go? Un divorcio, la re, la rebelión de nuestros hijos. A divorce, kids' rebellions. Y algunos tal vez dicen, bueno, yo oro, leo la Biblia, busco a Dios. Some may say, well, I pray, I read the Bible, I seek God. Me levanto en fe, declaro la palabra, no sé. I lift myself up in faith, I declare his word. Debería pasar eso. Those are all good things that should take place. Pero la historia nos ha dicho todo al revés. But history reveals otherwise. That's not the way we always respond. Nosotros los cristianos cuando pasamos por situaciones difíciles. We Christians, when we go through difficult things in life, lugar, nos mucho. most likely, first thing that happens, we are, we are ticked off, we are bothered. Nos con Dios. We get angry with God. Como si Dios fuera el de lo que nos ha And sometimes we think God is the, the, the one that is you know, at fault for o what is happening. Or we blame somebody else. Y lo más de todo. And the worst thing of all, algunos cristianos cuando están pasando por un sufrimiento grande vuelven a las cosas del pasado. We go back to the things we knew in the past, what it was, we were comfortable with in the past. Y empiezan a hacer pecados que en su vida ya habían abandonado. And we um, go back to sins that we had uh, left to our old patterns. Y están corriendo lugar equivocado. And, 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 and we make mistakes. We, walk, we go to places that we shouldn't go to. Pero esas son reacciones humanas que nos pasan. And those, those are just common human responses. Entonces podemos ver un poquito el Salmo 39, algunos versos ahí, hasta el verso 7, algunos pensamientos. So in Psalms 39, we're going to see some thoughts. Up, he's going to go through verse 7. Y si usted lee ese Salmo rapidito. And if you read the Psalm quickly. Usted se da cuenta que David está molesto. You can tell that he's really ticked off, that David is really struggling. Está molesto con su hijo. He, he's upset with his son. Con algunos amigos del reino, como Aitofer, que era su consejero, he's y le estaba traicionando. He's upset with some friends, some, you know, believers, friends that believed in God. Y David estaba muy enojado con los impíos. And, and David was really upset with the sinners, with people that did not know God. Yo no quiero juzgar a David cuando alguien no creyente me hace algo, me molesto también. And, and he can't judge David at all. When, when people do the same thing to him, he, gets, he just can't handle it. He gets ticked off at them. Y así en toda esa tristeza, entonces David comienza a hablar y expresa lo que tiene en su corazón. So in that sadness, he starts um, sharing and pouring out his heart in this song. Verso número uno dice, yo dije, atenderé a mis caminos para no pecar con mi lengua. For, uh, verse number one says, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. Mi boca con freno en tanto que el esté delante de mí. I will guard my mouth as with a muscle while the wicked are in my presence. Y David eh, tomó una decisión en este versículo. Dice, voy a atender a mi vida, a mi proceder, entre tanto tenga el impío delante de mí. He says he, he made a decision in this verse he shares. He, um, he took responsibility to guard his mouth while the um, wicked was in his presence. Y David te, tenía para en su vida. He had many reasons why to 
feel stressed and out of, bent out of shape and upset. Samuel lo había hecho el rey de Israel. Sa uh, king Samuel had made him the king of Israel. Y tuvo que esperar como siete años para ser el rey de todo el imperio. And he had to wait about seven years to be made king. Saúl lo persiguió, casi lo mata en dos ocasiones. Saul persecuted him and wanted to kill him and almost killed him a couple of times. Todas las cosas de su familia, todo lo que había vivido. All the bad things that have happened in his family, <coughs> all the bad situations that he had gone through. Yo me identifico con la vida de David, un hombre que pasó muchas cosas. And I, he ident identifies himself with David and his life. He has gone through all kinds of bad things. Por eso David dice, voy a considerar mi vida para no pecar con mi lengua. So, and that's why he says, I am going to consider my life, get hold of my life, so I do not sin with my tongue. Y no sé cuántas veces ustedes y yo hemos tenido que, en Cuba se usa el término, morder nuestra lengua. <laughs> and he doesn't know how many times you have had to do this. In Cuba there is a saying that says, I had to bite my tongue. How many times have we had to do that? Porque si suelto lo que tengo, Because if I let out what is inside of me, Voy a mucho. I am going to sin. Hay que yo la con ellos. There are some wicked people I really lose patience with really fast. So he has had to um, take or look up, you know, do as David, just look to his heart, to his life, guard his heart, And guard his tongue. David usa otra figura, dice, voy a poner un freno en mi boca. And he uses a figure of speech. He's going to put a guard in over my mouth. Y un freno lo que se le pone a los caballos para que no se se maten. And and a muscle, and that's why you put a, a guard. You put that is a is a uh, a bite. Sí. What is it? What sí. is called? Freno. A what? Sí. A bit. Sí. Es como poner un bozal, un perro feroz. Yeah. Uh, and it's like um, and also and this verse uses it it's like putting a muscle over a, a vicious dog because our, our tongue is just like a vicious dog like a horse that wants to run you know uh, wild and we have to guard our tongue and And that's what David is saying, as long as I have the wicked in my presence, I'll guard my mouth. Okay, versículo 2 dice, enmudecí con silencio y me callé aún respecto de lo bueno. Verse 2 says, I was dumb and silent, I refrained even from good. Bueno, David tomó la decisión, voy a hacer silencio. So he decided, I'm just going to be silent. Incluso si el impío piensa que hizo algo correcto, no voy a decir nada que él hizo algo bueno. Para que no se haga sabio en su propia opinión. So even if the wicked thinks in their own mind that they have done something right, I'm not going to even speak on that, not to validate what they are thinking. Eh, aunque a veces usted puede ver en la escritura que hay personas que han descrito que hay algunos beneficios para el hombre impío. So even though in the scriptures, yes, you know, you can see some, some say that there is some benefit to the wicked. The scriptures point to that. El salmista del Salmo 73. In, in Psalms 73. Él enumera las cosas buenas que aparentemente tiene un impío. Uh, it kind of lists, Psalm 73 lists the good th that there is even in the wicked. Y él dice, no tienen pesares como los otros hombres. The, uh, no, no, no tienen 
temor de la vida, no tienen pesar, no sufren. They don't, uh, they don't fear and are worried about the same things that we are worried about. Su lengua pasea la tierra, o sea, pueden blasfemar, hablar. They can let their tongue loose, they can blaspheme and let go, so that's a, a No les no tienen congojas por la muerte, no les preocupan el día que van a morir. They are not too worried about when they're going to die. Dice, los ojos se les saltan de gorduras porque tienen mucho alimento. The eyes just bulge out out of their fat because they have a lot. Logran con crece los antojos de su corazón. They, uh, they grasp all that their heart wants. They grab what it's theirs to have had. Pero Dios tuvo que tratar con este hombre y hacerle entender que el fin del hombre impío es terrible. But uh, he had to deal with David and I guess him to know that the end of the wicked is, is, is not good, it's terrible. Por eso David dice, yo no quiero decir nada bueno del hombre impío. So David says, I do not want to say any good thing about the wicked. Porque al final ellos van a tener que encontrarse con Dios. Because finally, at the end, they're going to have to meet God. Y van a tener que dar cuenta a Dios. And they're going to have to give... Um, uh, Por eso dice David, mejor hago silencio. They have to give account to God. And so David said, just, I'm just better, I just better be quiet. Sin embargo, David sigue diciendo, pero so, se agravó mi dolor. And so he continues in verse 2 when he says, I was dumb and silent and refrained even from good, and my sorrow grew worse. Cuanto menos hablamos, más pensamos. The least we talk, the more we think. David había puesto freno a su lengua, pero no a su corazón. He had refrained his tongue from talking, but he had not been able to refrain his heart. Y eso se llama ira reprimida. And that is called, uh, re, 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 um, um, uh, I can't, re, what? Refrained anger, like put, like we, restrained anger, like we put the lid on, sí. I put the lid on. No digo lo que siento, pero por dentro estoy con un fuego en mi corazón. I don't say what I feel, but I am just churning inside and there's fire inside of me. Por eso dice, se, se, se enardeció en mi corazón dentro de mí. And that's why he says, and my sorrow grew worse and my heart was hot within me. Y en mi meditación se encendió un fuego. And this is verse 3, while I was musing, the fire burned. Eh, lo que David tenía por dentro era un fuego de venganza. What he had inside was the fire of vengeance. Y realmente los que tenemos un ánimo impaciente, mientras más pensamos de lo que alguien nos hizo, más crece el dolor en nuestro corazón. So, and that's, uh, that's common and classic. The more we think about how we have been offended, the more that fire burns within our hearts. Entonces el consejo es, si alguien te hizo algo, por favor, llévalo a Dios antes que tú le sigas dando curso a eso y usted siga pensando lo que le hicieron y usted tiene un sentimiento de ira muy grande por dentro. So the best thing is just whenever you are offended, take it to God because nothing is going to develop out of it but it's just, it, the fire is going to grow. The fire of vengeance is going to grow inside of you and consume you. Eso es como echarle combustible al fuego. It's just, it's like fueling the fire if we do not take it to God. Eso está mal. That's, that's not good. Porque nosotros tenemos mucho deseo de venganza, pero no está correcto que sintamos eso. We have, we are very desirous of vengeance, but that's not what we are called to. Y así pasa a veces en nuestros matrimonios, en la iglesia. This happens in our marriages, within our churches. Tu esposa te hace algo, tu esposo, usted no dice nada, 
pero está maquinando cómo responder, qué hacer, considerando lo que le hicieron. Your wife, your husband says something and you don't say anything, but you are churning and your mind is thinking, what you know, what are you going to do about it? Just put it in, keep it inside. Está enojado con un hermano de la iglesia y como no has hablado nada, usted está maquinando en su corazón cómo hablar, cómo responder y cuando usted hable va a ofender grandemente. The same happens in church when we get offended, we don't say anything, we guard it and then it just churns inside when we actually finally speak, we spew it out. O está bravo con nosotros los pastores a veces. Oh, you get upset. Cuando ve al pastor y lo que le voy a decir y lo que voy a hacer. Or sometimes you get you guys get angry at us as pastors and you <laughs> and you are churning and you just when you see us and you you know spew it out, you're ready to choke us up. Sí, es mejor llevar nuestra causa a Dios. Much better is just to take our cause and our care to God. Than just give way and fuel to that sin in my heart. It's like give fuel to that fire, like light it up. And, and to, uh, uh, to refrain all of that in our hearts, it just brings more suffering. So the best counsel is what David tells us. Así dice David, así con mi lengua. And he, in ver, at the end of verse three, he says, "Then I, is, I spoke with my tongue." A pesar de que David estaba enojado, de que estaba quejoso, de que estaba molesto con el impío. Even though he was upset, he was fed up. He was, you know, upset with, with the wicked. Y de haber sentido un, un deseo de venganza en su corazón. And that he, he felt a desire for vengeance in his heart. Cuando decide hablar, lo hace a Dios. When he decides to speak, he speaks to God. That's verse 4. Y este es un buen consejo. Cuando usted esté enojado con el impío, hable con Dios primero. And this is a great counsel from the word. When you are upset at the wicked, whomever has offended you, talk to God. Que si habla con el impío, entonces usted va a ofender. Because if you speak with the wicked that has offended you, you are going to offend. Entonces David comienza a hablar a Dios y le hace algunas preguntas a Dios. So he starts talking to God and he asks God a couple of questions. Y le dice en el versículo número 4, so Hazme saber Jehová mi fin y cuánta sea la, la medida de mis días. So in verse 4 he asks, Lord, make me, make me to know my end And what is the extent of my days? Y cuán soy. And let me know how transient I am. And David is not uh, asking or demanding of God to tell him how long am I going to live? How, much, how long am I going to last? That's not what he's no. doing. Él está diciendo, Ayúdame a entender, Dios, lo frágil que soy cuando estoy delante de un impío. He's ask, actually asking God, remind me of my fragility, of my, um, how, how transient I am, how little is this is all going to last. And remind me of how fragile I am and how vulnerable I am when something negative happens to me. Make me aware of that. David entiende que él es un hombre que está muy frágil ante la situación que está pasando. He understands how fragile he is. He's, con, he's asking God, show me my condition. Por eso el, Dios, él le dice a Dios en el versículo 5, diste a mis días un término corto. So that's why he says in verse 5, behold, thou y, hast made my days as, as handbreadths. 
Y David está diciendo que la vida de un hombre no es más que 10 centímetros. And, and he says a handbreadth, and he says he, the, David is saying that the life of a person es un palmo is. Para los hebreos, cuatro, esto es un palmo para los hebreos. This is a handbreadth is just four centimeters. So that's how short our lives is. Just como dijo Jesús, la vida del hombre como la flor del campo y es mañana no es. And Jesus said it. Uh, the life, our life is like the flower of the field. One day is here, the next day is just you know already dead. Just very short. Mi edad es como nada delante de ti. It's just brief. It's nothing in front of God. Si un día para ti es como mil años, entonces. A day is like a thousand years for the Lord. Y otra vez estamos casi en versículo 7, versículo 6. David comienza a hablar acerca de la vanidad de la vida. Vas a saltar el 5. Eh, sí. Uh, bueno, sí, bueno, si sí podemos ver ahí. <laughs> no, está bien, está bien. También. Okay, so. He, he had finished on the, bueno, I está bien, vamos a ir al ratico, no sé qué tiempo tengo, hermana no, Miriam. No Pero podemos ver el, cuando dice, ciertamente es completa vanidad oh, todo mira, hombre. Que... He's wondering, no. how long can I preach? I says, don't worry, Tom, it's very short. You can keep them a little longer today. No, no, quiero, no, no. <laughs> quiero que me inviten de nuevo. <laughs> oh, he says, no, I want to be invited back. He wants to behave. Okay, está bien. Eh, Miriam es la culpable. Oh, so he's like, if he goes long, it's my fault, not his. Wow. Está bien, los, los, está bien, eso fue, está bien. Dice, ciertamente es completa vanidad todo hombre que vive. ¿Dónde estás, Miguel? En versículo 5. Okay. Versículo 6 ahora dice. Oh, 6, okay. So, le voy a leer el 5 para... Okay, para está dos. bien. So, 5 said, Behold, thou hast made my days as handbreadth, And my lifetime as noth is nothing in thy sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. Okay, it, it says, sí. surely every man walks about as a phantom. Okay, podemos ver la frase, ciertamente es completa vanidad todo hombre que vive. Wow. Uh, la última parte del versículo 5. Uh -huh. sí. Surely every man is as his best is a mere breath. It's all vanity. Sí. Y David habla de la vanidad de la vida. And, and David speaks of the brevity and the vanity of life. Y en 8, 14, Salomón dijo, and in Ecclesiastes um, 8, 14, uh, Solomon, his son, said que hay una en esta vida. that there is a vanity about this life. Que hay que cosas that, there si is, that there is just men who uh, life deals them things like if they were wicked. Bad things happen to good people. Y hay hombres impíos que le acontecen cosas como si fueran justos. Like y esa es una gran vanidad. And that's, that's vanity. That's great vanity. ¿Por qué los cristianos a veces tenemos que sufrir tanto? Why do as Christians have to suffer so much sometimes? ¿Por qué nos pasan cosas como si fuéramos impíos? Why does God allow things to come to our lives like if we were wicked? Y hay impíos que aparentemente Nada le está and there is unrighteous people that it looks like their lives is going very well and nothing bad is happening to them. Y eso es una vanidad, decía Salomón. Then, and, and Solomon says that's like that's a type of vanity. Porque deberían pasar más trabajo ellos que nosotros. Because they, from our perspective, they should have it worse than we do. Pero la gracia común de Dios está con ellos ahí. But the, the common grace of God is, is, is common to all and it's available to us. Y David habla ya para terminar este versículo acerca de esta vanidad y le dice, el hombre es como una sombra. 
He says in verse 6, surely every man walks about as a phantom. Is a man is like a shadow. No importa cuántas cosas hayamos hecho en esta vida. It doesn't how much we have accomplished in this life. Cuántos esfuerzos hemos puesto para obtener cosas. How much effort we have put into attaining of things. Cuántos títulos, honores. How many titles, how honored we have been. Cuán importante podemos parecer para otras personas. How important, what a big shot we are in front of other people. Somos una sombra que pasa. We are just a shadow that passes, like a passing shadow. Leí un libro, el autor decía, nosotros somos como una mano que entra en un cubo de agua y cuando lo sacamos, el vacío que deja, eso es lo importante que ha sido en esta vida. He says he read a book recently uh, and the, the author explains we are just like uh, when we put our fist or our whole arm in a bucket of water and we pull it out, that's the impact of our life. Somos una sombra que pasa. We are a shadow that passes. Y también David sigue diciendo, no solamente que dice que somos como una sombra, sino que so ciertamente en vano se afana el hombre. So he goes on to say, other than being, you know, as a phantom, as a shadow, surely they make an uproar for nothing. Y el he hombre lucha y lucha por tener cosas. And, and we fight and fight and put so much effort into gaining things. Gasta toda su energía, gasta su vida. They, uh, we spend all of our life, all of our energy. Y pierde toda su fuerza por obtener algo. And, and we lose all our strength to gain something. Y después está vacío. And then we end up empty anyway. Nuestro vacío es tan grande que únicamente un Dios tan grande como el nuestro. Our emptiness is so deep that only a God like ours can fill us. Por eso yo he conversado con personas que han luchado toda la vida por alcanzar algo. Y cuando lo tienen ahora, son más infeliz que antes. And I have, he has uh, shared with people, people have shared with him that people who have, you know, put great effort all of their life to obtain what they wanted, they have it. And when they have it, they're just as empty as when they started. Por eso es que David dice, en vano se afana. That's why he says, um, uh, we make an uproar for nothing. He amasses riches and does not know who will gather them. It's all vanity. You're using up your efforts, your time, your life for things that really do not amount to anything. Rather than pouring your life and investing in the kingdom of God. Y en último lugar, David dice, And at the end, David says que hay otra vanidad en la vida. that there is another vanity. The last part of verse 6, the people that gather riches and do not even know who is going to gather them. He says, he knows that you guys don't have much time for that because you have a, a lot to uh, pay. Or Pero David dice que es una vanidad el hombre que amontona riquezas. But David says it's, it's a vanity, a man that hoards and saves a lot. No bendice otras personas y al final cuando termina. They don't use it, what they have to bless others and at the end when they finish. No pueden echarle su riqueza en el ataúd. They, they cannot put what they have earned or they have gathered in, in the uh, coffin with them. Jesús condenó al hombre que dijo, tengo muchas posesiones, voy a ser un granero, lo voy a meter todo. Y dijo, alma, recréate. Y le dijo, necio, hoy vienen a buscar tu alma. 
talking about Jesus' encounter with a rich young man. He was going to build a, a big barn and was going to fill it up. And Jesus told him, you're a fool. You're coming today for your soul. Y noten que David no está diciendo que es malo que alguien pueda ser rico, tener dinero. And notice David is not saying that it's wrong for somebody to be rich and to have money. Si usted bendice y, y bendice el reino de Dios y Dios te quiere dar, no hay ningún problema. If you're a giver and you're blessing and, and giving into the kingdom, that's great. El problema está cuando alguien amontona y amontona y vive para ese y ese es su Dios. The, the issue is when someone hoards and hoards and gathers and saves and that becomes their God. Y es fuerte, pero leí un comentario y decía el autor, la riqueza amontonada huele mal, huele estiel. Oh, wow. He read in a commentary that uh, riches, uh, hoarded riches start smelling like manure. Pero cuando se riega sirve para abonar una mata. But when you spread manure, it actually becomes a great fertilizer. Entonces el principio hay que bendecir y yo no sé si Dios me va a dar más porque no lo hago con ese objetivo. The principle is share, bless with what you have. Y yo sé que Job es una iglesia que bendice. And he knows firsthand that Hope is a church that blesses, that gives. Yo soy uno de los bendecidos porque ustedes no amontonan para ustedes y bendicen mi hogar y se los agradezco mucho, hermano. He says he's one of the blessed ones because you guys have not hoarded and you have given and his home has been blessed for that. Yo sé que no dan de lo que les sobra, pero están dando de lo que tienen y yo me siento bendecido por eso. And, and you do not give from what you have extra, you give from what you have and he has been greatly blessed. Muchas gracias, hermano. Mi familia está bendecida por ustedes. Thank you very much. His family is greatly blessed because of you. Y aunque hemos la amistad con el pastor Tomás, pero también hemos tenido mucho alivio económico después que conocimos al pastor y su iglesia. And the, his friendship with Thomas is we have gone they have gone to know you, they have been greatly blessed from your giving. Ustedes me bendicen en cada viaje, voy lleno para mi iglesia, para mí. Gracias, hermano. You bless me every time I come out. He goes back full for his church, for his family. Dice también que bendicen los pobres arreglando una casita en Guatemala, en Europa. Gracias, hermano. He Ese es he, el reino de Dios. He knows that you bless fixing those houses for in the poor neighborhood in San Antonio, going to Guatemala. He knows you're givers. Okay. Y termino versículo número 8 y 7, terminamos ya. Okay, so he's about to finish verses 7 and 8. Debo terminar las y media para almorzar. <laughs> he wants to finish at Pero ya David ahora después que que ha considerado todo en el Salmo. So, Fíjense. So after he has shared all of this and considered all this in the Psalm, he says. Hizo silencio. He, he was silent. No habló nada de las cosas buenas que el impío puede pensar que es bueno. He didn't bless the wicked or share the good things that, you know, the advantages of being wicked. Le puso un freno a su boca. He refrained his tongue. Pero se le encendió un fuego en el corazón. And by doing so, the fire burned within his heart. Tenía ira reprimida. He had refrained anger. Pero ahora David se hace una pregunta después que habla de la vanidad de la vida, de lo corta que es nuestra vida, de lo efímero que es lo material, de todo. Now, after he had talked about the vanity of life, the brevity of life, the worthlessness of um, gaining and hoarding riches, he, he asks himself a question. Y ahora dice, y ahora, Señor, ¿qué esperaré? In verse 7, he says, And now, Lord, for what do I wait? El salmista del Salmo 73, en el versículo 25, dijo, 
¿a quién tengo yo en los cielos sino a ti? Y fuera de ti nada deseo en la tierra. Que he's quoting Psalm 73:5. Let me go to it so I don't know. Que Salmo era 75. dice, ¿a quién tengo yo en los cielos sino a ti? Y fuera de ti nada deseo en la tierra. 75, 75, 6. ¿A quién tengo yo en los cielos sino a ti? Y fuera de ti nada deseo en la tierra. He says, who do I have uh, here but you and nothing? I don't desire anything more than you. Toma, eh, Miguel, dime otra vez qué salmo es para leerlo bien. Se, lo puedes decir, ¿a quién tengo yo en los cielos sino a ti? Who do I have in heaven but you? Y fuera de ti. And out, apart from you. Nada deseo en la tierra. I, I do not desire anything on earth. Y esa es la conclusión que llega David. And that is the conclusion that he arrives at here. In Señor, no puedo esperar nada de nadie. I cannot uh, hope or wait or look to anyone to give me something. Y usted no debe esperar nada de nadie. And you, you can't, you, we should not look to someone to Porque hope. alguien que tiene tantos problemas como tú no te puede llenar. Because someone like you, like us, who is so full of trouble, no one can help us enough. Por eso David dice, mi esperanza. That's why he says, my hope is in thee, in, thee, in verse 7. Mi propósito, mi certeza, está en Dios. My purpose and my certainty is in God. No nos queda otro, hermano. We have no one else. There's nowhere else. La persona de Dios. It's the person of God. Ahí está nuestra esperanza. That's where our hope is. Y todo lo que viene de Dios. And everything that comes from God. Es lo mejor para nuestra vida. It's the best for our lives. Por eso cuando los cristianos sufrimos nos pasa algo grande. So that's why when a Christian suffers and something really bad happens to us. Yo tengo que entender que está la mano de Dios. I have to understand that the hand of God is in there somewhere. Y que al final del camino Dios se va a glorificar. And at the end of the journey God is going to be glorified. Y va a ser para bien de mi vida. And it's going to be turned towards my good. Y tal vez no puedo entender todo esto en esta tierra. Pero puedo entender que Dios está en el control. Entonces cuando nos sucede algo grande, nosotros tenemos que correr al lugar correcto, a Dios. Nuestra esperanza está en Él. Y la solución está en Cristo. And, and the solution is in him. So the hope is that we allow him to be more and more in our lives every day. And that we taste and enjoy that connection with him. El Señor nos ayude that may God help us para por Cristo to be passionate for Christ y para disfrutar con él cada día. and to just enjoy the relationship with him daily. Porque Él tiene el control de mi vida hasta el fin del mundo. Because he has control of my life till the end of the world. El Señor les bendiga. May God bless you. Gracias por su paciencia. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. <laughs>